Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Out here we entertain ourselves at home. So we got an Atari video game. There's so many different games to play. We especially like Space Invaders. Zapping those little devils from outer space. It's fun. Become great at a game machine. Maybe you can score 16 million on Space Invaders. 16 million? That's a lot. That's a lot. There's no way. Not possible. Not possible. Hello and welcome to Play Retro. Yes, that's right. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and I ain't letting you suck my ship up there just so you have to shoot it down again and double up my alien killing business. I hate when that happens. And I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. Actually, I love when that happens. And I think we may be in trouble here. Invaders from space are slowly approaching Earth in some kind of attack formation that can be best described as easy pickings. So pull out your pew-pew and let's blast some Galaxians. Wait, am I a Galaxian or are they Galaxadems? And they blew me up. Focus, Brian. Focus. Focus. Get some focus. I don't know if they. Okay, this. I have the. I cut out the little thing today, and it says, in Galaxian's case, it right. says we are the Galaxians here to destroy the <laughs> we aliens. We are the Galaxians. So does that mean we're me and you, the player, are part of the Galaxians, and we're after? And the Galaxians aren't the bad guys; they're just aliens. Because I've had it backwards my whole life. I thought I was shooting Galaxians. No, you're you are correct. Uh, you, you are from what I read understood, <laughs> which is not saying much. Yeah. The the attacking aliens are the Galaxians, and we're the Galaxip. Oh my lord! This really? is the name of the ship which you control at the bottom of the screen. So I guess we've named our ship after the thing we kill. So yeah. you know, like uh, if you're a deer hunter, you may name your gun. Dear, dear killer. Dear, dear Kim, this dear, gun is mine, but it's dear. my. there are many like him, but his name is Dear Killer, or whatever you say. Right. But Glaxip is like a Galax, G-A-L-A-X-I-P. Okay, but, so yeah. that's the name of this, the Did the we little... mention this is a Japanese-developed game? Yeah, that's yeah. the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you didn't know that now or before, you'll know it now. So we're going to talk about the early shmups, the early shoot-em-ups, the things that inspired an entire... Uh, generation all the way up to this day of uh, top-down shooters that uh, are all about dodging crazy bullets and killing stuff in front of you or behind you or on top of you or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into all of that. Get off me! And uh, talk about the ones that really deserve the attention uh, and really the inspiration for so much. So uh, we'll talk about that in a minute before we get I ended going. Up being more of a, I, I didn't mean to, but at some point in time I turned into an R-type fan, and so I'm more of a side-scrolling smup. I like... R type. I'm a smup. I think it still counts, though. Oh, yeah, it actually absolutely does. They're all smups. Yeah, they're all shmups. I think it's These shmups, are, right? With an H. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, right, right. And we're mostly going to talk about fixed shooters because this was in a time when we didn't have the processing power to 
to scroll very much. So most of the stuff was fixed screen to screen. Yeah. We're going early arcade smups. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to Zevius, which kind of broke that mold, um, and we'll, and that's yeah. kind of the top end of what we're talking about. But uh, but yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We'll get to all that in a second. Before we do though, uh, Brian and I both ordered a my arcade Galaga portable device. I forgot to bring mine to the. I got screen. mine. Do you have yours handy? Pull it up so people can see it. All right, hold on. So let me uh, let me get to the right. Oh, is that the way? That's the one. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there it is. Okay, you glitched for a yeah, second. Yeah, so on purpose. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, because I, I was switching cameras. So yeah, I was, yeah. I was just pulling it up. Yeah, All right, yeah, so yeah, see that, you guys? See this thing? Little handheld. It takes. <laughs> little did I know. I thought it, I thought I had rechargeable lithium ions in it, but you got to put four AAA's in that thing. <laughs> to uh, get it going, I felt like I'm playing like a slightly miniaturized version of a Game Gear with all those batteries in it. But uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's about the same of, uh, size as a Game and Watch, maybe a little bit uh, bigger. It's definitely thicker yeah. because it does take those four AAA's. Brian doth think Scott expected too much from our twenty four dollars we spent on uh, Galaga, Galaxian, and uh, what was the what's the other one? Zevius. The, Zevius. Uh, the Zevius. Zevius. That's yeah, the Zevius. Yeah. Now look, so I'm going to say for the record, I really like the device. With one exception, I actually think the the thick battery stuff is helpful to it because it makes it I don't know makes it more grippy. It does. Um, it feels very solid. My complaint is about that screen, dude. That screen is bad. <laughs> it's a bad screen. It's like it, really glowy and like it makes my eyes kind of hurt. Feels like it's trying to almost yes. be three D in a weird way. There's like a weird depth thing going on that I think is just really? you know cheap LED. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's backlit LED, you know, it's this little backlit thing. And it's uh, like I said, twenty four dollars worth of <laughs> technology in my hand right now. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you but, get what uh, you pay for. And it's not like it's meant to be much fancier. I expected a slightly better screen yeah. or easier to see screen. It's just really, oof, it's really so backlit. Good. But the game itself. Uh, very true to the original. I feel like I'm playing actual uh, Galaga, which is great. Yeah. The other games are also good on there. Um, it's worth 24 bucks, totally. Yeah, I think it's. It, I think they sell them new like for 39. So I don't know if I would. I would have probably not spent the money for the for that much. But uh, for for I think it was on Amazon for 24 dollars, yep. and I I thought it was fine. Um, some of these you can modify. There's uh, there they ha- they make several of these. This is in my arcade portable uh handheld i can't remember what's something like this. anyway it's my arcade and yeah. i think it's called portable something anyway um they got a can, miss pac-man get, version of that which they I, got a I, pac-man yeah. version which is really good yeah uh, the screen actually looks better on the pac-man so i'm thinking there's there's they use different screens yeah because have. uh this has a this rom is more square than it is tall which makes me think maybe is from a different rom than the one you might have played at the stand-up at the arcade um, I don't think they would have modified it, but it, it runs real smooth. This, you know, it's just it's just like you're playing at the arcade. I mean, it's one to one movement and everything, which is good because you need that when you're playing a smup. Yeah, um, and this but, sounds good too. Yeah. But I, I will say this: I think yeah. the reason or the way that they were able to get the screen to be laid out the way it is is they have the score crap over to the yeah right, and right. in the old arcade you didn't have that. You just had the long screen, or it was right. shrunk. It was I don't remember exactly, but it was yeah, weird. It was weird. You're right. It was it was longer. It was it was more it was more tall than it was wide. Yeah. And um yeah, all the all the stuff was down at at the bottom, like the flags and everything, the Namco flags and all your information, your ships and all that stuff was is it's a different layout. So I'm assuming because they did. They made several uh different types for the for the Galaxian. So you know, they had yeah. like a they had the cocktail, they had the stand up, they had 
I had several different types. Yeah, and I remember but playing. I, I remember playing a cocktail version that had the score thing off to the side, and then yeah, a stand-up version that was just version. a fully portrait version. So they had different kinds. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm assuming they probably went with the cocktail version, which I think they changed later on. And I think Gallagher. There's a story about this. Well, we'll get into it when we talk about Galaga. I'm not. I, I don't want to eat it all up here at the beginning. But I have the Pac-Man version. There's a Miss Pac-Man that looks really good. And once again, I think they they manufacture these with the products they have in hand, and uh, the the screen looks better on the Pac-Man version. And I'm hoping so does the um so does Miss Pac-Man. Um, and I also there is a Contra one that I'm very interested oh, in having. Oh, Contra. And someone, yeah, someone hacked that one. Uh, or you can add more ROMs to it. Oh no way! How many can you get yeah. on that little thing? Probably four or five. Games I don't. I wouldn't think very many, but the fact that you can do it at all is kind of cool. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. You know. That's pretty rad. Uh, yeah. Well, let, let us know if you end up getting those. I would. The Miss Pac-Man one's interesting to me, but I need that screen to be better, man. It's got to be better. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 get some video of the uh, the Miss Pac-Man, and I'll we'll, we'll we'll verify that it's more like my Pac-Man screen and not this screen. Some of you, it's it's not as good. Yeah. And like I said, with the with the Contra, it's got a different screen. It's got a different aspect ratio, in it, which you would expect because they these different arcades were they were all different, different different aspects. Yeah, yeah. that's the way it worked. Uh, so I also downloaded the um, the freaking uh, the same game <laughs> Galaga. They had yeah. it on they had it on Steam for five bucks. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Let's see how the Steam version looks. Looks fine. Mm-hmm. I have one complaint. Get to that in a second, but it runs kind of poopy on my Steam Deck, and I don't mean performance. Wow. I mean controls. They are the the one to one controller stuff is just not hmm. tweaked or something. Something's up where I got to push weird buttons weird. to make shit happen, and it's fine. It's okay. I can deal with it. Here's my complaint though. I don't want these. Okay, these games that all come to Steam and other platforms where it's like here's an ancient arcade game, and here you go on a on a handheld or a uh, a device you own in 2022. Cool. I like it. And because the aspect ratios are weird, often they'll put like cabinet art on the sides or something. Totally fine. Not an issue. Love it. Do that all day. Don't care. My complaint is they also like to take modern UI elements like bring up the main menu or pause the game or something else. They like to have those alpha transparent buttons and like UI elements on hanging over the gameplay screen. Yeah, as if yeah. as if that's somehow cool. It's not cool. It freaking sucks. Quit doing that and make it either that or make it so it's very easy with like a single click to take that shit off of there. Because I understand. I know that I need to be told that, that Y opens the menu or something. Fine. But don't have right. it like hanging over part of the damn score at the, or my, my ship uh, remaining ships over on the bottom corner. Why are you doing that? Right. Ugh. Bad, bad UI. You're right. Now, this is it. Are the is the one you got the 399 version of the arcade game series Galaga? Yes, that's is the that, one. That's the one. Yeah. 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 So it came out in 2016. Yeah. So it's been no excuses there, right? Yeah. Should be working. It should be we had, fun. We had good UI in 2016. Oh hell yeah! It wasn't that long ago at all. Like they should have had that yeah. all solved and figured out. And there's plenty other examples of games like this where they don't clutter things up. But for some reason, when it comes to like Namco, especially. They like to do this. They did this with their, uh, what's the thing we got last time? Uh, oh, geez. Centipede. What? Centipede. Pac-Man. I bought that combo that was like three or four games, the original Centipede, the oh, original yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something else, whatever it was. Same thing. You get these little button UI things hanging on, yeah. out over the screen. Even though you've got these huge stripes on the side with nothing in them, or you have like, you know, art or whatever, put them over there. <laughs> what yeah, are you come doing? Come on with the art, the art static. 
Yeah. What are you doing? You trying to remind us why mobile games suck when you have to put your thumb in front of the damn thing? <laughs> oh, I hate that. Oh, it's that's annoying. My, that's that's I, I really hate the, the mobile game in which to put your fingers on the on the. Oh, yeah. don't get me started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even get you started. Anyway, it's you know it's cool. I like it. Right. Um, how's your uh, how's your setup going? I know you've been working on like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. So I've been working on. Uh, so this week I was working on uh, virtual setup stuff. So. Uh, I've been using my emulation, the Emu Deck, and I've been trying to use Emulation Station more on my Steam Deck, uh, but I haven't felt too satisfied with the ROM art, and so uh, because you'll you'll have, I have all the ROMs I put in there, but I haven't scraped them yet. Yeah, and so I've been trying to scrape them, and I can't figure out why it takes so friggin' long. And uh, I think I discovered why. I think the built-in scraper, this built-in to Emulation Station. I think the place is scraping from wants me to sign up for a paid account or at least an account because I'm being throttled. Oh, yeah, I was throttled. curious what was taking so long. I was like, is it because of the number of ROMs or is it something else? So I'll like, you know, whenever I pick up my Steam Deck, I'm going, okay, now I want to play. And I'm like, well, I'll scrape a little bit first and, you know, it'll get through like five games. And I'm like, mm, okay, I'm tired of that. <laughs> and so I've, I've been trying to figure out how to scrape them. I'm trying to see if I can scrape them on my PC and then uh, transfer the information over to the to the Steam Deck later or something. So if, if anybody, if you don't know what I'm talking about, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Brian. I'll play Richard Games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we want to, uh, what I'm trying to do is get the uh, posters and manuals and the artwork and the, you know, the thumbnails and everything for my ROMs in Emulation Station, which is to front end for RetroArch, which is just gives you like, you know, little box art. It's like, hey, look, this is the game you're playing. Yeah, by the you way, know, the so, other uh, problem is the Steam Deck doesn't yet do like uh, off-screen or kind of sleep mode downloads. So right. if you put it to sleep, which it can do, it can suspend a game and go to yeah. sleep. It's no problem. It's cool, but it doesn't continue scraping while you do that. So oh, I, I, I thought that at first. And so when right. I went to do it, I started the scraping process of my Genesis games. And I like, mm-hmm. all right, we're going to put that baby to sleep and I'll come back in an hour. That'll be done. I did nope. it. I walked away, I came back, and it had done exactly one because that's the one I finished before I put it to sleep. <laughs> so once I realized that, because that's just a Steam Deck right. thing, they claim they're working on some sleep mode stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know when that's coming out for a patch to that device, but until it does, uh, what I found was just like turn off, because you're right, it's it's, it's freaking heartachingly slow because yeah. they're throttling, throttling you. And I didn't know that until today until you just said that. I didn't know that was the reason. Right, right. That makes a lot of sense, although they don't tell you. It'd be nice if they said something. They don't. They um, don't. Anyway, what I did to get all mine done was I would just put it, I'd take off, uh, you know, go to sleep after so long while plugged in. I'd turn that yeah. off and just That's let right. it go. I don't love doing that because I don't like having my screen just yeah. sit there static, you know? No, no. And but, plus the, the Steam Deck, uh, it, it does a really good job at cooling but it, it can get hot yeah and uh yeah toasty yeah. toasty toasty steam deck so if, if anybody's listening if you're within the sound of my voice play retro show at gmail.com tell us what you're doing to scrape because uh i went and looked up i, I googled it you're probably gonna go somebody's gonna say just google it brian i've googled it yeah, you know there's how to use lot. google you've used google before you know what there's google. a it's, this is one of those questions it's just like uh you ask it on Reddit or something, and then you get 50 people yelling at you, just pay for it, you big cursor. And you're just like, and so anybody who else has asked it has gotten that response. So you have to go through pages and pages of hate 
And I'm like, I'm just don't like dealing with the hate right now. It's fine. Also, just, how do you, you do know. it? If I go sign up where <laughs> and how do I make sure the thing knows I'm logged in? Like what is that whole setup is weird. Yeah, it's 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 funky delicate. And somebody's gonna say that it's super easy, I'm sure. And they're gonna and they're gonna also suggest that I just use Launchpad or something like that. And I'm like, cool, cool. I've tried Launchpad. It doesn't quite fit in what I'm wanting to do. I feel like Emulation Station fits better to to how I game personally and how I like to navigate stuff. But you know, so there you go. If you're just gonna bring hate, don't bring hate. No, bring love. Bring love, <laughs> just, not hate. Just bring love. Yeah, just bring don't love. write if you're going to bring hate. Yeah, just don't, don't do it. Don't bring any hate. We can't deal yeah. with. I can't deal with hate from emulation <laughs> emulation people. I can't. It's like the right. last thing I want to deal with, to be honest. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all well and good, but now we got to talk about these old shooters and what they meant to this industry. Shall we play a game? Indeed. We're going to start with this one. See if this sounds familiar, Brian. Ooh. Is that my heart? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Listen to oh, I used to... This brings back so many memories, you guys. Now, yeah. as you're listening to this, you're going, oh, well, that's Space Invaders, obviously. Yeah, obviously, of course it is. Obviously. Space yeah. Invaders deserves a place in the Video Game Hall of Fame of all time. Yes. Uh, one of the most influential, important games ever. And it also marks the exact point at which my dad entered the arcade business oh. when that game was at like a fevered pitch. He joined, joined, he got in and started <laughs> doing things. And the very first machine that we had in the house that he used in, you know, would then send to arcades or whatever was a fresh, new, brand new stand up edition of. Space Invaders. Nice. And it was in the garage. And here's a quick story about it. Okay. This is a dumb story. I'm pissed at my brother still for this, but my brother did a thing that pissed me off. Oh, what what happens a dumb story? The story itself is is highly entertaining. Yeah, the story is a pretty good story. But my brother Mark, who's 10 years older than me, so I would have been, I would have been like nine or 10, just a little kid. And he would have been like 19. Or 20. Okay. (laughs) And he was just kind of an ass anyway. But he did this thing where my brother Mark said, I'm going to play. Uh, or we were like, hey, play hide and go seek with me and my friends. And you can be it and you can find us. And he says, well, that's great. That sounds good. And uh, so we would go. We say, okay, you guys go run and hide. Now come find you. And then we go run and hide. And I'd be like, boy, he's taking a long time. He's really bad at this game. <laughs> why, why are we being left out here in the weeds and the woods and the stuff? And he oh. isn't coming yet. We're like, where is he? So I'd sneak closer to the house, see if I could find out where he was at. And I hear this off in the distance. This gave him away, this sound right here. (laughs) You hear that? I hear it. Okay. So that's the loudest thing in that game. Whenever one of those comes and it starts squealing like that, you're just like, oh, man, Space Invaders going off. He was in the garage. He'd lock himself in there, tell us to all go hide, and then he would go play Space Invaders. He had no intention of going to get us, to find us. We're just out there in perpetual wonderland wondering where my freaking brother is. And he's playing. He's trying to beat his high score in Space Invaders, the bastard. But but father, I played with Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I played played a trick on him. Yeah, he thought that was hilarious. (laughs) To this day, I'm still irritated about it. I I think I kind of find it hilarious, too, because that's not a bad idea. I was the oldest, and uh, so I I appreciate this, because many times if I come home uh, after a long day's 
work at school mm-hmm. and found my sister in my room just playing with my toys, yep. just doing what she does. And it's yep. like, ma. And then mom's like, you're the oldest. Get over it. And I'm like, but ma. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love that. Uh, for my first, my dad's first arcade cabinet. Did he ever, that he but built. I, I got to know, did he ever, did he ever, did he ever get the high score? Did, is, was well, he my better, brother? better than you? Well, in the house. Yeah. yeah oh, he is better than me for sure. Yeah. Okay. He had definitely a better score than me. And he also spent way too much time on it. And I felt like I never got the time he got like he'd always be like dad mark won't get off the space invaders well dinner's coming we'll just wait to let's have dinner and then you can play after and then it would be like well have you done your homework no well i guess you're not playing like would always go that way this conversation has carried out in every household of america that had a video game because it is always one person who gets the unfair amount of time and anyone who goes and rats or tries to rat on the other person We'll just find a deaf ear. Parents yeah. were not right. They didn't want to hear it. It's like, no, I don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They don't care. I don't want to hear it. So don't care. Uh, this thing that made the game interesting, at least at the time for me, was um, the original one was black and white projected on a moon surface. Yes. And they had this like weird background overlay that looked like the moon. Yeah. That yeah. was a thing in the in the official Taito box. Now, when my dad started custom making these things, he would buy the boards from Taito mm-hmm. and he would is it Taito or Tato? <laughs> I, I say Taito, but I've always it, said it Taito. Could be, so I, I think know. it's Tater. Is it Tater? <laughs> Sweet. When we <laughs> get him from, t- we get him direct from Tater. Um, yeah. So I mean, while we while we talk about, it, I'm going to say one thing real quick. Go. Uh, just know this. Moving forward, I made a decision today that I am going to attempt to say Japanese words, even though I've never studied any conversational Japanese yeah. and I know I'm going to fail. Yeah. Please be patient with me as I try to learn how to say some of these names because there were so many Japanese developers who never got a chance to have their name said back in the day yeah. because that was that was part of the thing back then. You didn't let anybody know who your developers were because you didn't want to get post. Yeah. So patience with us. Taito is what we're saying. Yeah, we're saying Taito, love, not hate. It's an extension of that love, earlier not conversation. Hate. Love, not hate. Anyway, yes. uh, as you can see, I'm, the one I'm showing to the chat room right now, and if you're listening at home, this is the the OG game, the arcade version. And if you didn't have that model that had the moon background, it was just a black screen with white uh, sprites. That was it. Right. Uh, now, here's what's trippy about it. Oh, that's not supposed to be playing audio. Sorry. Okay. Here's what's trippy about it. Uh, my dad had this idea. I don't know if he, others had this idea. I have a feeling it wasn't just his idea, but we always, he always told us it was his cool idea. Um, he instead with his custom cabinets would get the, the CRTs. Right. And then he would go buy, um, rolls of various colors of transparent tape. Oh, he would use tape on instead of the the cellophane stuff. They would, yeah, the sheets. So right? he would yeah. take it and he would put a stripe there, and then one below that that was blue, one below that yellow, one below that red, and then kind of repeat them. And so you'd have a whole screen just with these rows of colors, right. all the way down to right before your your defense buildings. Right. So they had the effect of each row of invaders was a different color. And they looked like legit colored monitor colors. And so when they would shift down a level, if they were yellow, the top guys were yellow before they shifted, they were now green because they went down a level and so on uh, all the way down to the bottom. Uh, They would be white again, though, once they got past your defenses, which is a little bit weird. But anyway, that was a weird thing that he claimed he invented, but I just swear I saw it somewhere else. 
Um, yeah. Oh, you did. That's absolutely. That's you yeah. might not have seen it. But you might not have seen it. You it definitely happened. They did. They did the multicolored cellophane. Regardless. Yeah. Somebody uh, did. Somewhere. Yeah, they would send. They would ship sheets with them. I guess Midway probably did it because Midway distributed these things in the U.S. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I find that fascinating. And I don't. When I played this at the arcade, I guess people ripped the cellophane off in some form or fashion because I, I always remember playing Space Invaders in black and white. It was always um, black and white to you. Yeah, yeah, it was always black and white to me. So I don't know if the the people who were you know that had gotten our system was just like we got no time for that crap. Right? We just <laughs> there it is, black there and white. Is. What do you people want? Color TV? Yeah, what do uh, you want? You better play Gorf if you want a bunch of colors. <laughs> I had never even seen one with the moon back the projection. I didn't, I've never seen the moon thing until more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and also find it hilarious. I played a um a, a like a Space Invaders compilation thing. I forget exactly which one, like Super Space Invaders. It was a later one that came along. And they had a they apparently made an RGB version of this eventually, uh, that would have the color, you know, built in so we so we not to use a cellophane. And they did this weird thing where they tried to stick tra- to tradition. So the it wasn't like you had a row of blue ships that was always blue all the way down. As they got lower to the to the shields, they also changed colors, even though they didn't have to. They didn't Matter have fact, to. Yeah, like it'd be more code. You're right. Somebody did that, and so that's why I think my dad was full of it on this point. I think he did not invent it. <laughs> he just told us that because he thought it would make him seem cooler, like dads right. do sometimes. Right? They do that. He, sometimes. he might have invented the fact that he went to the store and bought uh, some kind of tape instead of a cellophane sheet. He might. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I remember the time I invented thinking, this dude, process. I was like, dude, that's so cool. My friends are like, how is it color? I'm like, my dad did that's this. Color. Look at this thing he did. And I'd take the you thing off and you? show him. I'm like, look, it's not really color. Those are like, that's tape, man. <laughs> <laughs> I used to you love that. You blew my mind, brother. So uh, so the game is pretty cool. Now, if you're running really fast or you're, you're getting toward the end of a, of a run, this is what you can expect yeah. out of this thing. Things start speeding up. Yes. Really start to ooh, ooh, listen to this last bit. That's the final one. Did you hear that last one? Oh, super sexy. You know what my favorite bit of trivia about this? I never knew this. Did you know that the speed up part was not by design? It was by uh happy accident, maybe not happy no. accident. It's it's it wasn't by design. He essentially wanted when he was creating this, and I'm gonna try to say the name hmm. Nish- Nishikado Space Invaders Tomohiro Nishikado. Sorry, um, and so he he <laughs> developed this uh, on on a on a, a an eighty eighty microprocessor. Anyway, what happened was the more sprites he had on screen, the slower everything went, mm-hmm. and as you destroyed sprites, the game sped up because the processor was able to handle it. Yeah, and so. Instead of you know, instead of fiddling with the speed, he just left it. So that speed up was just you know, it was just an accident. It just kind of, it just kind of happened. That's crazy. I did not know yeah. that. That's amazing. It actually. makes sense though when you think about it. Though if you've ever tried to render anything on a on a PC, it's always like if the processor's too slow, it's going to be lagging out. So now since I've got people here, and I'm going to pause the video part of this, the recording video part of this because YouTube gets weird. Uh, so YouTube will be back in a second. Sorry, this is the way things are at YouTube. So pausing that. I'm going to play a scene from Futurama about uh, about this game. Do you guys want to oh, see yeah. this? It's one of my favorite moments in the history of that series. <laughs> this is just a piece of it. Uh, here you go. 
We're losing ships, sir. What are your orders? Increase speed, drop down, and reverse direction. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's it's great. one of the greatest things ever. Yeah. And I had tried very hard not to steal that from my intro because I was like, oh, that's just the most brilliant thing that's ever been said about Space Invaders. It's, it's also one of the just so the greatest good. episodes about video games in the history of television. It's so good. Yeah. Pac-Man's so good. in it. They have everything. Donkey Kong's a real wiener in it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's such a good stuff. Anyway, this game was like a big deal. And um, it, it I don't know, in a lot of ways, is it's, 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 it's as important, if not more important, than things like, I don't know, Pac-Man that came later. But yes, this is ahead of all of that. It was the first thing where you recognized it. You still now, to this day, you see one of these, a silhouette of these pixelated space invaders. And you immediately yes. go, oh, yeah, this is freaking space invaders. Like, it's iconic. And I love that for it. Uh, right. Huge part of my childhood and probably some of yours as well. And a big influence uh, moving forward. One thing I did want to mention real quick, and you've talked about this a little bit. But this was one of the games early in, that, in those early stages. We're going to talk about a few of those. They're, they were kind of from a fixed horizontal position. You could move back and forth, but you couldn't go vertical at all. Right. And that meant that a lot of times, like in Space Invaders' case, you're like these bases. You're sort of grounded, right? But even Gal- right, right. Uh, Galaxian and Galaga, which we'll get to in a minute, those had the appearance of like you were flying because they had this fake star field effect in the background, but you weren't mm. actually scrolling. Those, those dots were just animating down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain, they but were, you know, it weren't is, really moving. But it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're not moving. Yeah. Although Galaga 90, or excuse me, Galaga 88, uh, you could move up and down, which is pretty great. Yeah. And it was, there was a Galaga uh, 90 as well. It was just according to which one you got and when it was released for that system. The first one was released in 88. Right. And uh, then they did call the next one 90, but it was the same game. Felt like for a while there, they were going to just name a million, a, a Galaga every year would just have the name of the year on it. Which was yeah, that would be the, that would be the smart thing to do, right? This is this is keep weird. making Galagas every year because I've got Galaga on just about everything. This is almost as I've got Galagans almost as many places as I have freaking Doom. Yeah, and by the way, NES version of Galaga, really good version. Very it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, I like it a lot. Seventy eight hundred Atari version, garbage. Yeah. Gar- garbage. I, you know what? Ooh. I'm gonna say. I'm, I, we're not going to talk a lot about the 2600 unless we want to. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to say that one of the things that Atari did well was the fixed shooter. I think the Atari 2600 did uh, some pretty darn good fixed shooters. It, that that stuff stood out more than most of the other types of games yeah, they had. Yeah, and it was also kind of the thing of the... You know, like, if you look at NES and SNES and Genesis era, kind of that whole run there, it was all right. about side-scrolling platformers. That was the standard of the time the hot thing prior to that it's this stuff and you're right you're right in those atari years that was like the place to get it uh all kinds of stuff about jap the the japan the japanese stuff totally blew me away this week the space invaders i didn't realize that when space invaders came out we thought it was big here it was even bigger in japan i think the total take by the time they got through this run of space invaders was like what like two billion or something? It yeah. was crazy. It's a lot for the amounts time. of money. Yeah, what's that? If you adjust yeah. for inflation like today, it would be ridiculous. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm like, okay. And then on top of that, they opened up entire arcades that were nothing 
button space invaders. Yeah. You'd go in, and it's like, what do they got here? They got space invaders. What yeah. about over there? Space invaders. Rows of okay. stuff. Rows of On it. this side, yeah. space invaders. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting way. Also, the game had an interesting way of creating panic from your bases being chewed up as you went. And Whether I, you did it or if, yeah, or the or the the horrible aliens yeah. did it. it. Didn't matter. There was like a how do I put this? It's smart. It's one of the smartest early examples of like game design where yeah, they created really tension and and difficulty in a way that's kind of passive and built in, and it's really cool. I love it. This was more immersive than anything we had seen before. I mean, there's not a lot of immersion in Pong. There's a lot of focus in Pong. Sure. Um, and Breakout, which was one of the influences for this game, uh, was also kind of, it was one of those uh, those games that was kind of like, it, it, it ished your obsessive compulsive disorder. It's kind of like, oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly removing things from the field and I've got to clear the field. Yeah. And so we're, we're here again with this. That's, that's one of the inspirations for this game was breakout because you did, you wanted to clear the screen, but what the shields did was something very interesting. It created more than just, uh, it, it, it created this place where you had to like get really immersed into it and emotionally attached. And you feel like you're actually being attacked and you feel like, uh, you feel like there's actual strategy to what you're doing because you do have to decide, okay, well, I tried just going to the outside edges and shooting stuff. What if I shot up through the shields? Mm. There's so many variation on the the different types of gameplay for such a simple, simple game. Yeah. I mean, most people today would probably, if you showed this to a kid today, like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to like this. After. But they are, right. they are suckling on a teat that wouldn't exist right. without this primordial teat. You they know what I mean? did not believe in this game. The uppers uh, did not believe in this game in the beginning. Uh, they did not think they thought it was too hard. They mm. thought it was too hard. So, so put that in your in your thinking cap, youngins. Yeah, uh, this but they game don't. Was too there hard is no Fortnite without space. I'm telling you, Space Invaders right. com- happens, and then other <laughs> games come after it, and then other <laughs> games get iterated on top of that. The modern shooter right. owes something to this. So whether you yes. know it or not, yes. Whether you know or not, fellow teens, uh, you know, this game was a big deal. All right. Yeah. For all your and I didn't find it hard growing up, and, yeah. but I do know I, I do know that I, I try to put myself into the into the time period whenever I play these games. And that really kind of helped me stay grounded going, OK, they really thought this was something. Let's just see. I still think it is. I think Space Invaders is yeah. fun to play. Nothing wrong with right, that. Right, right. They have a they have a weird um before we get off of Space Invaders, isn't there like a remix thing? Um hold on. Invaders. Invaders. New? Hold on. What is this called? Not the TV thing. Uh is it F- Space Invaders Forever? I think that might be it. I I played ex- I think it's, excuse me, sir, like I wrote. Oh, this is it. Space Invaders Forever. It's a okay. really cool game. I think this is on Steam. It's on Switch. It's like a, just a really cool mod. You know, when they like Pac-Man Championship Edition or freaking yes. that Asteroids thing I played recently, Asteroids Remastered or Remixed or whatever it is. I love when right. they do that. It's nostalgic, but also new at the same time. It's all very neon and trippy. That's what this is. And it's very good. You should play it. Space Invaders Forever. That's what it's called. I found it. Space Invaders Forever. Forever. Okay. Let's talk about the next big thing. And this was huge. 
in our house. Yeah, this 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 was uh, this this is what made me get bored with Space Invaders. Like once I said, I, I try to get myself into the mind space, but then once I moved on to the next thing, I couldn't go back to Space Invaders yeah, for a little while. This this kind of ruined it. Here it is. Galaxian is a game that came out in 1979, one year later. This is uh, Namco and Midway going, uh, hey, Tato, Taito, Potato, um, you guys are dicks. We're going to make uh, a game that's a lot like yours, but it's going to be dynamic and dudes will fly at you and shoot at you. And also, your ship will be very phallic in our game. Yeah, very phallic and we'll have like a little uh, laser poker out of the front. It's yep. the weirdest. I hate the laser poker. I know. It resets it every time it, it goes past the top of the screen and suddenly it's there yeah. again. Uh, the game is uh, synonymous with let's go to my basement and play video games. This was in yes. this was in force in our arcade days when I was growing up. And we had one on free play in the garage, one in the basement. We had sit down models, top uh, or um, uh, stand up models, all of it. And it was all a matter of who was on there the most, me or my freaking brother or, or me again or whatever. So you moved. To, so one year later, were you finally old enough to go? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to the <laughs> yeah. side seek shit anymore. I'm I did. Well, he so he forward. left for college that year. And so now right. it was me and my Korean brother uh, who's older than me. But because he didn't know English, I took advantage of that fact. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I weaseled my way into more playtime than he got somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Gal- Galaxian was a huge thing in our house and probably our biggest earner. Like when he, this is the, this would have been the year he started to get all the pizza huts in the entire state Oh yeah, to uh, let him put arcade games in there or uh, machines in there. And he would go every week and collect quarters out of them and stuff. I'd go with him and right. we filled those places with, uh, Galaxian and Galaxian made a crap ton of money for that business. Oh, yeah. uh, it was huge, huge. Yeah. So. I put I put way okay I like I played Space Invaders, but I played uh, well I won't say Galaxian I played Galaxian not nearly as much as Galaga but I played this more than uh, Space so it was like a it was it was a ramping up process for me I suppose yeah I don't think I played this as much as you probably did yeah I did play this a lot like hours and hours and hours and hours I couldn't even tell you probably 150 right. 200 hours I didn't have those kind of quarters Scott well my case is free play I didn't have to pay a, da- a dime if I had that's right uh, I probably wouldn't have played it as much the only game i probably played more was moon cresta which we will talk about today oh yeah yeah a little I'm bit interested in moon cresta i never played moon cresta oh moon cresta is so in, it's embedded in my you soul it. Uh, you you play a sound from moon cresta i'm yeah. i'm 10 again like it's just impossible <laughs> for me to separate my childhood from it's like trying to take star wars out of your out of your childhood you just i can't do right it. and it's just this obscure you know also ran freaking Kind of Galaga ripoff, not really, but you know, it was Nitsan Butsu, whatever their name is, trying to get in on it. They were trying to get in on the the scrolling space business, and uh, like I said, we'll get to it. We'll talk about it. Uh, now, I yeah. I was uh, I, I was I was not the greatest at this one, uh, and but I like I said, I, I did try. I never could figure out. What what are you supposed to do with those red Namco flags? I I never understood. I mean, you collect them as you go through different levels, but uh, at what point do you like fill up the screen? You never do. They they turn <laughs> you into never di- do. They turn into different um looking different badges. No, they they com- kind of combine. Think of it as you know in Pac Man. Yeah. The longer you'd go, you get the little symbols at the bottom, and they would build up. Yeah. 
in Gal- or Galaxian, I believe, the banners would eventually combine into a big fat banner, and then now you would earn more big fat banners. Oh. See, look at Namco thinking about the achievements because yeah. Space Invaders, I think, Space Invaders in, uh, brought in the keeping score, your high score, saving high scores mm-hmm. uh, for for systems like this. Yep. Um, and so this was, I guess, the next level. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep your score. You know what else? You know what else? We're also going to give you some flags. What yep. do you think about that? Yeah, I'm like, you, okay. How you feel now? Uh, okay. By the way, so this thing I always play, this like 1981 arcade ambience. This is the perfect yes. time for that. So I'm going to play a little. So you can hear, you can hear these games. Oh, I definitely Space Invaders and Donkey Kong. Oh, man. I love that so much. I could listen to that all day. I do sometimes. Oh, yeah. I'll just play that in the background. Like a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, that's not weird. That's not weird. That's strange. It's a little strange. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's yeah, well, your... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I, I had read... Okay, so when I read about Space Invaders, they said, oh, too difficult. Too difficult is what the upper, upper said. Yeah. And then when I read stuff about uh, Galaxianus, people said, oh... Too easy, too easy. Oh, I'm like mm. horse shit. The game got mm, harder. The what? game had a way more amped up difficulty setting than I think. What they were saying is when the Space Invaders got really fast and did yeah. the whole like, uh, I'm gonna play it again. Yeah, that that part was difficult. Was yeah, I get that. That's scary and fast and everything. That's the difficult part. The rest of Space Invaders is kind of straightforward. There's nothing really to it. This had the aliens moving back and forth. And then in very quick succession, shit was coming down at you. Yeah. Full, fl- you know, full fledged, uh, aliens are flying down to kill you and you got to kill them and dodge their bullets. You couldn't shoot their bullets. Like in, in uh, space Invaders, you could shoot their bullets. You can't do that in this. That's, that's right. You can't do it here. They, um, they, this bullet's going to come straight through and hit you in the face. Yeah. Now is the further you get into it, the worse it gets because it's constant falling off the group and coming down to get you at a, at a point. Yeah. Like it's just beep, yeah, right. beep, 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 and you just there's no you know I I take serious issue with anyone who thinks Space Invaders was harder than Galaxian. They're full of poopy. <laughs> They're full of poopy. Yeah, you're right. They break off from formation. They come flying down at you, and the, the the fewer you have on screen, you'll get down to like the two last two or three, and they'll just constantly just they'll hit the formation like for just a millisecond, and then they'll come flying down at your face. And there's one that's like a kamikaze. That guy gets on my nerves. I don't know what the crap his problem is, um, but I always end up in the corner going, "Stop hitting me!" Well, wait until you hear. Wait until you hear about the kamikaze uh, offshoot that he got, or he got named yeah. after, which uh, we'll get to in a second. So, Chad, I just went ahead a little bit here, and you'll see the craziness. Like this, look, stuff starts falling off pretty quick. There's more, and then they keep coming down. They don't necessarily stop and go back in formation. Your goal yeah. is try to hit the two reds and the yellow when they come down together. Right. Um, that's hard. Uh, right. But if you do you get 800 points per per grouping, um, and also if that looks familiar to Pac-Man players, and you never paid Galaxian, that top yellow guy is one of the uh, things you got to swallow on an advanced stage of Pac-Man. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So the, the we just called it we called it the Galaxian, but I'm sure that was wrong. Yeah. No, you're right because those aliens are called Galaxians, and so he would be he would qualify as one of the Galaxians. Also, why why does every time I shoot, it always goes in between the ships? I mean, the the gap between is much smaller than this ships. Well, yeah. How yeah. how is it always that I shoot between them? 
Well, How is that? it's because you're an unlucky human with unlucky uh, <laughs> tendencies. I don't know. Well, what's going on right now? So this is later stage, like you said. Yeah. Now, this starts reminding me of some of the games I really like to play, the smups, where it, you know, it's like just this is all over the place, bullet hell crap just coming at you, and you have to like fix your vision somewhere between your ship and the ships that are coming at you, and you kind of got to like you just kind of got to get into this flow. You can no longer, you can no longer necessarily move with uh, precise, you know, quick moves. You have to like, you have to like kind of just dance yeah. back and there forth is a dance. and just kind of, there is yeah. a dance. And if you get good at that dance and are good at like predictive, like where's my bullet going to land? If I fire it from this far right. away, there's a real, there's a real like dopamine hit when you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Like getting it's in that good. zone. You see that little uh, banner that says 10 on it? I guess it's 10 flags. Oh, I do per see it banner. now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they marked little 10s on it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you level you level up your banner. This guy died a lot in this last part. Now, see, they say they say that there's like uh, no kill screen on this thing and there's no end to the game. But I'm like, how big can that? Because that flag is ever increasing. How big can it get? Well, you because just get it more seems of like them. at some point in time. So you just get more of them. So I don't think anybody could ever progress past a whole bottom row of those flags of tens like anything past that you're done you're not gonna win and i'm i'm writing something right now that'll just destroy this game yeah do it (laughs) with our superior 2022 knowledge of ai i'm gonna write something to beat uh, galaxian to see how many flags will pop up there it is now if you thought that was a cool game give namco a little time because namco was hard at work on the next big thing and it sounded like this And that music is yeah. uh, undeniably cool and uh, marks the release in 1981 of Namco Midway's fixed shooter in their own right, Galaga, which sounded a lot that, like Galaxian, but basically it's a sequel to, to Galaxian if you want to you really want right. to break it down. That's, this is my heart right here. This is the, this is the stuff that uh, dreams right here, Galaga. Galaga is amazing. Galaga is an incredible yeah. game. Um, the, the, the changes in things like the waves flying down at you in these formations that you can pick off the entire row if you're good. Um, The getting your second ship down so you've got basically a double ship piece of thing going was unique and created all kinds of mayhem. But it also had a risk, right? If you got two ships left and the big monster comes down and starts sucking up the only ship you got out there in the play, then you are now taking another ship out of the garage, which means you're one more down. If you crash that ship, you're screwed because you lost it. But... If you play your cards right, you will unlock the ship that they took from you, and now you've double, you're double shipped. I personally hated that and would never do it. I really? didn't hate it, but I, I avoided it because it was just too risky. I couldn't get as far than I could yeah. on a single ship, so I quit doing I, it. I like double shipping in uh, the second stage if I if I can, because then you get the when you get to the bonus level where they're not shooting at you, you can really rack you can you can kill all of them because typically if i've only got one ship so we're talking about is we got a little we got a little fighter ships are kind of like it's kind of like an x-wing from the top down or something maybe uh and so it's no longer working with the uh working with the enterprise you're working with the working with the x-wing and so the ship comes down with the tractor beam and it'll it'll suck your ship up and it'll take it back up away and then you can shoot that ship later on that took your ship and then your ship will come down I said ship a lot of times, and then you can shoot with two, like Scott said. <laughs> yeah. Now, I prefer 
to try to get it in the second round, which I think is when it actually first starts. So I don't even know if you can get the tractor beam in the first one. Anyway, that's why I usually do it. Then I want to go to the bonus stage. You can just you can just rail on everybody. Yeah, and, I don't uh, think I don't but, think stage one it ever does it. Um, and if you kill those things yeah, before so they ever get down, it'll never do it. You can always stop it from happening by just killing those bigger bugs. Um, yeah, they're the ones yeah. that do it. But if they and those take what three shots? I think you hit them once, they turn purple. Hit them again, they or blue. I, yeah, I, I think uh, it is three. Two? I think you're correct. Maybe it's two. I don't remember. I'm, it could be two, but I think uh, my mind is three. It could. No, I think I think. Mm, now I'm not sure. Now I'm not sure either. But oh, I think it's two. two. I just saw him do two, so I think it is two. Yeah. Anyway, uh, big step forward. Huge step forward. Had bonus stages. Those bonus stages were all about getting as many hits as you could, even though they weren't really dangerous. Um. But again, but lateral movement only. You couldn't go up. Yeah. That was so do, were you able to clear? I think they're like in the bonus stage. I think you're typically uh, against like, what, 40? Uh, 40 of the Galaxians or Galagas, wherever they are this time around. Um, I could, I usually would average about 24 to 27. Yeah, I would, get, I would be somewhere in the 25 to 24 range. Yeah. Um, I think I may have gotten a perfect run on one stage of it before. Right. I suck. But it was a long time ago. I thought I was pretty hot at the time. Now, this is interesting because my dad, uh, even though this still was definitely in the middle of our run with the games business, he didn't ever get a Galaga. Not even one. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Um, It was in demand. People wanted to play this game. But for whatever reason, he never bought the cabinet or the boards. He might have been too excited. It might have been too expensive because this was this was cutting edge technology. As a matter of fact, the board they designed for Galaga, they were originally going to put it on the Galaxian board, yeah. but they put then they designed a new board and they put Galaga on that new board, and then they called that board the Galaga board. Uh, and they made they put other games on it eventually, but sure, it, it might have just been too expensive. It might have been. I mean, the games you got to remember. This is even back then. You were paying like like four grand for certain cabinets. They were really yeah. expensive, which is why he and liked can- buying just the boards and then building his own cabinetry, which yeah. was starting to become a problem because they didn't want the 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 game makers didn't want him to do that. They wanted to control the means of production. Basically, they wanted yeah, to absolutely. do it all. Kind of like Nintendo yeah. with cartridges. That whole thing, of course. It's like That's that. how they make money. Yeah. So you make your money on on more than just the the boards and the innards. But he was like stubborn about that. Um, what he did instead was he invested in a game that I couldn't even find gameplay video from because hardly anyone's heard of this but me. <laughs> but my dad bootlegged something. Let me tell you about this. This is great. Tell me, tell me about the thing. Tell so while the Galaga thing. was huge and everybody was freaking out about Galaga, he's like, I'm going to be cheap and do something better. And I'm like, what's that? Japan, if you knew the right people in Japan and his contacts, they right. would send you these bootleg motherboards Yes. That had a game called Kamikaze 3 on it. We didn't know what that was until we got it. It right. shows up in the house. He hooks it into one of these things, hooks everything up to make it work in one of his cabinets. And it starts out, looks like Galaxian, like straight up boring right. Galaxian. And I'm like, Dad, this is this is just Galaxian as it's loading. I'm like, this is no big deal. It just says Kamikaze 3. And I could tell he was a little worried too. And he goes, but they told me there's something about this one. There's something about it. He does that. And as soon as he fires that thing up, that game's nuts. The, uh, it's, it had been <laughs> hacked, basically. And all of the creatures and stuff would like hop up and zigzag across the screen and just dump ammo on everything. And like it was all hypered up, ridiculous, insane, and you would die in seconds kind of thing. Yeah. And I love that we had it because it felt like, you know, we were getting away with something. It was like this. You were. Thing. I, yeah. I actually, the only thing I found on this at all when I was doing my research is I sent you, I put the link next to the, 
kamikaze there, but this is the flyer for the arcade. It was the it was a UK flyer. Yeah. Um, and it was a full color game in uh in the UK color, mm-hmm. the C O L O U R. Yeah. Uh and it's, it's a very fast Galaxian type game. That's it. And I saw all kinds of man, the the Galaxian board, they must have had a shit ton of those. Because those got shipped out everywhere, and people were putting everything on it that probably shouldn't be, like Donkey Kong. <laughs> there's like a there's a Donkey Kong that's just atrocious. It yeah. just burns your eyes yeah. because the color palette's just not there. So you know, like the instead of having a black background, it's got like it's, everything is neon and just Galaxian colors. Galaxian yeah. colors is what it was. Yeah, no, it was 100 um, percent Galaxian. Yeah, I don't know why that board was so versatile though. You know, like, what a weird thing for back then. Like, yeah. today you hear about stuff like, oh, well, if you had the OG Xbox and a copy of Mech, uh, Mech whatever it was, you now you could unlock that thing and create your own DVD library or whatever, right? Like, there's always, like, yeah. ex- exploits in modern hardware. That sounds like that's what was going on with this board. Like, Yeah, I think that there was probably, like, a huge overstock of these Galaxian boards. There, there were probably a bunch of Galaxian machines, and they would just, you know, they retired them. They just, like, stripped the boards and shipped them off. People were running... Like uh, I think there's one called Fantastic in my ROM set that I found, and it is Galaga running on a Galaxian uh, machine, and it's 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 weird. It the color is schemes really are terrible, weird. but it still plays. It, it plays. It's a really weird thing. Now the thing about Gla- Kamikaze Three, and you're looking at this flyer right now. If you're if you're here in the chat live, um, they they, they listed as this Japan Japan's number one game here now. Kamikaze Three, <laughs> four color game. Fine, whatever. That was the time. Fast, yeah. uh, very fast Galaxian type game, and I'm like, yes, no, no, no. It's more than that. It's literally a Galaxian board that someone hacked to make run really fast. So, right. so <laughs> it's, it's such a weird get away with the thing from the time. I, it fascinates me that it talks about um, consoles can be fitted to link units together to provide a unique and impressive bank of machines. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. We didn't do that. I don't know. What yeah, that I know. Means. What does that even mean? I don't know. I need to know. There was, but, an, yeah, there was another one like There's this. There's a big asterisk next to it. Yeah. It says, a must for every pub. <laughs> there was another one that we had, and I don't remember the name of this. I'm pissed at myself for forgetting. But it right. was Space Invaders, but another hack job. Right. And it made everything really fast and weird. A little like Gorf, but Gorf was more official. Right. Um, but the one we you played... You mean, mean frog backwards? <laughs> yeah, frog backwards. <laughs> Gorf tried to be like eight different games at once. It really did. Yeah. It was such a weird thing. And I only played it on the Atari. I never played it at the arcade. I don't I don't know where you play Gorf at. Uh, Gorf mostly at home, I think. Mostly at home. Arcade yeah, too, too, here and there, yeah. And I was good I at it, so I could go to an arcade, put a quarter in and play for like two hours. Oh, I, I did see it at the arcade a couple of times. I just told a lie. I did see it at the arcade a couple of times. Gorf was weird because it had, you know what it had, Okay, so Gorf was, Gorf was, was um, it, it is Frog Spell Backwards, but it is four games in one, essentially. Each level is like a different game. One of them is kind of a Galaxian type. One yeah. of them is a Space Invaders type, but they have like twist on it, right? Because they got like, shields and 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 different things so it's just like this it's one of the first times i've seen a game that really just was like hey look here's four <laughs> mini games <laughs> it threw and everything we, and we out call it gorf yeah they, and it had this weird voice chip here i'll I'll play some of this uh here's some gorf sounds i mean i don't know what he's saying did he say galactic galactic orbi- orbiting robot force is that what he said let me play it again 
I think the first part was long live, long live Gorf. Was it long live Gorf? I, I think. The rest of it I'm not sure of, though. So, like, as you can see here, look at this. This weird mushroom thing up top shitting out basically rip-off sprites of Space Invaders. Yeah. And then down below, you got the... The Galaxian ship. ship, basically. It's a little squat and yeah. weird colors. Um, with a shield that disappears when you fire through it, only when yeah. you fire. And then they yeah. break it up by shooting at it. But you're basically playing Space Invaders. And you do have some verticality with your ship. You can go up and down a little bit. Um, once he clears this, let's see if he does. There we go. <laughs> and then, and now you're playing kind of a weird... This is kind of Galaxian right here, this thing? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah this what the is frick Galaxian. is this? Like yeah. it's so weird, and then there's like a uh, like a almost a tempest kind of level. It's so yes, weird. it's a tempest level. You're right. It, that's, that's everybody's like, can we sue them for this? Can we can we sue them for this? I think we can. Sue. No, we can. Okay. Yeah, and they just kind of kept <laughs> like kept at it to the point where oh, see, here's this is like full on Galaga kind of rip off. I mean, look yeah. at it. They're coming down in the same formations. It's such a rip yeah. off, dude. But I loved it, and it seemed legit. Yeah. And that arcades had them. It wasn't, you know, they weren't. I, I honestly. This is the reason why there should be copyrights because I do honestly remember thinking when I when I played Gorf back in the day that this was like uh, a sequel to uh, to Galaga or Galaxian. I really thought right. it was I thought it was a sequel when I saw it. Yeah, I had no idea. And you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have been kind of wrong. Like you, it feels right. that feels correct right. uh, that it would be that. Um, it's really weird, and if you can get your hands on playing it, I recommend it just for the experience of like what the frick is this that you'll have. Yeah, it's great. We had that feeling then. I'd go to arcades with my friends and go, "Dude, Gorf, we gotta play Gorf. <laughs> we gotta and play like, Gorf. What? Gorf? And we're like, you know, Gorf. You need to turn it on. The guy goes, Gorf, burf, burf, burp. You know, I love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, Gorf, so much fun. Now we'll get back on track. Um, let's talk about Zevius. Zevius is a big deal. Nineteen eighty-three. Zevius is a big deal. I knew nothing about Zevius before this, to be honest with you. I, I, I didn't recognize it at all. I didn't. No, I have zero memory about Zevius. Well, Zevius is a big deal. Uh, you know, before that, uh, you know, because it is, it truly represents a step forward. And I think is where the flag gets planted for what the future of shmups are going to be. Yeah. I, I really, truly believe that. I think this is the yeah. moment when that happens. Before that, let's talk about the, 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 the more obscure game known as Mooncrest. And I'll play a little of that. Oh my gosh. It's in my living room. It's Christmas. <laughs> Oh my god. You guys see some video on this, you guys. Uh, I mean, if you hear that, you may just say, oh, it sounds like it always does. Uh, listen to this little song in the middle. I love this part. Hold on. Oh no. Ooh, that'll eat your ears up. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my really, god. That's intense. Sorry, that's the docking sequence. And then when you dock properly, here's the part you hear. Right here. Oh, man. All right, so let me explain. Let me explain how that worked. So there was a part in Mooncresta where, uh, you, when you start out, you're a tiny little ship, a little version, and right. the goal of the game is to get the full Christmas tree ship going. Yeah. And you'll see right now, part of this, we're in the we're in the docking of rockets. They called it the docking of rockets stage. 
And uh, it was after you cleared a round of these various levels, and then you would have to dock with the midsection. And it literally had a number one Newman, uh, Roman numeral one on your ship and a two on the middle bit. If you successfully docked, now you're firing with three three bullets, and you're like a badass. So you got the one yes. in the middle, and you got the two on the outside. So a little bit of a Galaga idea, except stacked. Um, and then once you cleared the next round of various uh, weird, you know, shooting fights, oh, are they are they like going are they going invisible and appearing later and on the screen? Uh, some yes, those ones that you just saw before before these, yes, they are like so that's, uh, that's like sprite scaling. Are they using sprite scaling? I oh my no goodness, idea. I have no yeah, idea. That is, is amazing wow, at okay. the time. So here's the third stage. We're just starting here on the stream. So this middle and top sections now docked on this big bum bottom, and right. now you're a big Christmas tree full of shooting. And look at this. Look at <laughs> Christmas tree full of shooting. Like look at this shit. Just I'm Voltron. <laughs> Basically, of the universe. It is kind of old. It is Voltroni. Um, and man, this game. Um, I remember my 80 year old grandma would sit and play this game all night. Just she loved this game, and I don't know this why it awesome. even attracted her, but. It was Nichon Butsu's uh, entry, or however you say their name, into this world. They were yeah. mostly at that stage known for uh, Crazy Climber. Stealing Namco stuff. Stealing Namco stuff. <laughs> uh, Crazy Climber and Frisky Tom are their big two hits. Um, right. And this was a little lesser known. Now, what's cool Did about this game? Did you say Frisky Tom? Frisky Tom, the Tom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that game? It was the... Yeah. You fix the pipes and you make the girl naked, the anime girl naked. <laughs> it's a real game. It's very yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had dip switches in America that you could switch to make her truly naked uh, versus, well, she had a swimsuit on in America because the dip switches were defaulted to the American setting. If you switched them back to the Japanese setting, the more bubbles you made go away from her bath because you fixed all these pipes, the more she would turn into an actual naked lady. So naked lady, na- naked uh, pixel lady. <laughs> so all my preteen idiot friends were like, "Dude, you did you switch it over, dude? You switch did you it switch? Over. You gotta switch it." No, I don't know how to pixel. I don't know how to switch it. Yeah, you gotta switch it so we can see your naked man. It was a lot of that. <laughs> anyway, it is a uh, it is one of my favorite games, my favorite memories. I loved it so much, and it the the old cocktail version that my eighty year old grandma would play in the mid eighties, early eighties, is still in my basement. It doesn't run. It's broken. CRT's dead. Uh, Transformers dead. There's other problems with it. It'll probably never run again. But I think I'm going to keep it forever because I love that table. It's just in there. I'm going to be buried in it. I'm going to be buried in it. Damn right. Put my ashes in there, dude. That's fine. Put me in the coin. I slot. would attend that funeral. He's going to be buried in a moon cresta. I'm there. Yeah. Why is this guy sold? This guy's throwing his docking, and I don't know why. He's just letting. So I'm curious. Oh, he's trying to I, see at if first can... I thought this was probably built on a Galaxian board, but some of that, like the sprite scaling and stuff, I, I just don't know if that would be possible on that board. Pretty That's sure it's okay. original stuff from. Uh, yeah, it's got to be something different. Um, okay, now we can talk about this damn thing. Welcome to Zevius, everybody. Sit, sit up. Put your feet up. Enjoy yourself while you play Xevious, the truest of uh, forward-scrolling top-down shooters, which came out in 1982 and another Namco effort. Uh, did you play much Xevious in the day? I played no Xevious back in the day, but this past week I played it and said, oh, now I found the missing link. 
yeah. of all the games that I, I I see how they made the jump now. Yeah, I, I see where they I see how they got there. You got scrolling scrolling backgrounds. You have you know the yeah. world below you. You have um, enemies above you or you know in front of you. You got to drop bombs on ground targets. Uh, the landscape shifts and scrolls as you move. It's uh, it's the template for everything to come, and that includes things like commandos and. I mean, all the top-down run-and-shoot shit. Yeah, run-and-shoot shit, dadgummit. Yeah, I think Xevious deserves a gigantic, uh, you know, cake. Yeah, I think they did as much, uh, well, not financially, but as far as innovations go, they did as much here as Space Invaders did to what didn't exist when it was around. Yeah, so, good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, it, it blew me away. It. Uh, I also didn't realize until I did a little research about, you know, the, the ship designs, the ships you're going against. The most important thing here to me is the AI. There's a very primitive AI in this game, um, and instead of instead of the the enemies like uh, stupidly just dive bombing you or coming straight at you, they actually try to avoid you. So uh, it makes it much more like modern gaming, right? It's got that it's got that intelligence to it. Those little uh, those little discs, um, yeah, the little discs will come. They look like they're coming at you, but if they see you yeah. coming toward them, they'll they'll veer off the other direction. They veer off. Yep. Which is pretty rad. Um, if you haven't played Xevious, there's a bunch of college or college <laughs> console ports of this. There's no college. There's it's no, also on that stupid $24 Galaga machine we got. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that bad Galaga device with the horrible screen. For I would argue great Galaga device for $24. I would say <laughs> if that if thing I had paid, a nice screen, if it would I be paid the game greatest and watch thing. prices for it, I would be mad. Yeah. But. Well, what are game and watch prices? I don't know what those cost. Uh, I think they were at fifty nine and seventy nine. Were they really? The well, the ones the ones I got anyway. Good know. lord! But back that in was the when day, they came out. Oh, What's that it, when they came out, like new, they cost. Yeah, them? yeah, yeah. Oh my lord! I didn't know that. I never yeah. bought into that. Never did the game and watch. Didn't, yeah, didn't really do that deal. I played the GBA game and watch collection, which was like a sixteen bit like conversion of all. Those are cool. Yes, those are pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Game Watch is pretty good. It's yeah. all pretty cool. For what it Screen's was. It's a little bit too small. Yeah, it's a little small. That's a screen you can't see very well. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Xevious is a big deal, and uh, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's worth playing now, I think. I think it's still very fun. It had better sprites, like you said, <laughs> scrolling backgrounds. The difficulty scaled based on the player skill. That could mm-hmm. mean anything. But um, boss yeah. fights, first of its kind, I think. Yeah, the big giant boss fights. Now you had like... Uh, enemies that were harder than other enemies you could call them bosses it's like oh that's the hardest enemy on this level or stage Mm -hmm. but here they specifically said okay you fought different levels of things but here's something that's massive and it's got a lot of uh abilities to resist your hits like way more yeah Uh, and it's 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 an objective on its own what did you think um i mean i feel like there's a lot of very quick growth from I mean, we don't even have to look at Space Invaders. Let's say the original Galaxian, 79. Yeah, 79. 81 were how many years is that? That's three, four years, not even? Yeah. That's yeah. a not huge long at leap. All. That's a big leap. It's know? a big leap. Go yeah. from uh, 79 to 83, four years. That, that's when, when we were kind of booming yeah. uh, with, with the arcade. So there was a lot of money. We mentioned how much money Galaxian and Galaga and Space Invaders, all they just brought in tons and tons of money. So yeah. They were a big uh, deal. They were most yeah. of what arcades were back then. Yeah, yeah. Pac-Man as well. Pac-Man was everywhere. But 
Oh, Pac-Man. But we already talked about it. Did we, did we already oh, yeah. We did a whole Pac-Man. big yeah, Pac-Man did, episode, yeah. man. It was a big one. We, go- <laughs> we gobbled up every Pac-Man ever made that day. Yeah, yeah. And one of the reasons why we talked about uh, Galaxian and Galaga is because we won't talk about it for a while, but we recently uh, did Splatterhouse for our spooky season episode, and Yokoyama uh, did did both Splatterhouse and Galaxian and Galaga. Oh. He did uh, some developing on both of those and producing later. So, Wow, um, that's pretty good. Sigiro Yokoyama. Yaka. Oh, see, look at you killing it with the names. Yeah, no, really not good. killing it. Just trying, trying to do it. Trying now, to get to that conversational Japanese. Do you ever, do you ever play Galaga 3? They called it Galaga 3. Uh, I, I only, I didn't play it except for this week. I don't think it was very popular. I don't even know if there was many machines here in the U.S. It was also known as Gal- uh, Gaplus, G-A-plus. Yeah. Gaplus. Gaplus. Uh, yeah. Gaplus. I guess that's how you'd say Which it. Which is what a mall uh, is if they don't have a gap. See. That's right. It's, it's a gap- Gaplus. Yeah. Plus. Or it has two, has two gaps. Oh, two ga- Gaplus. Yeah, yeah, I see. It's, it's okay. a, yeah, it's got a gap plus. Fantastic. They merge together. See, I actually, I actually uh, remember thinking that this looked really good, oh, but right. I, I'm not sure I ever played it. I don't think I Yeah, did. and... And this time, this time you you apparently learned a lot from the tractor beam from Galaga. You've you've taken that alien technology. You know, Will Smith probably punched an alien out, and <laughs> we got that technology. And now, instead of them sucking up your ship, yeah. you can suck up their insect ships yeah. uh, and have them fight along you. I think up to five or something like yeah, that. Boy, talk about your hitbox being bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool though because you can lose a bug on each side and be okay still. But yeah, it's, um, because you're not lo- you're not losing any ships. It reminded me of pinball. Is that weird? Because you know how you get an extra ball in pinball, mm-hmm. and yeah, for a while you're keeping track of two balls and it's great. But you're you're yeah. gonna lose one of them. There's no way you're gonna. Yeah, no, you're definitely gonna lose a ball. Yeah, always lose a ball. Yeah, if you don't if you don't if you don't see the dock, take care of your take ball. care of your ball. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, I think you could go. I I think it just showed it too. You think you can go up just a little bit? I think there's like a player area. Um, where you can, in addition to going side to side, you can go up like, you know, like three or four ships worth of up. Oh yeah. And they're doing this stupid bonus thing. That's always weird. Oh yeah. With the words bonus stage where you spell out bonus, the more ships you shoot. Yeah. Well, in this one, you had to keep up and bond. <laughs> bon, um, bon, you had to bon keep us. those, the ones from falling out of space or whatever. Uh, again, kind of pinball-y. Yeah. It's a weird the game yeah. reminds me of pinball and I don't know why it doesn't look at all that. like pinball. But I have pinball feelings about it. Yeah, would you say you have some pinball fever? Oh, uh, they're in parsecs this time around. Whoa, yeah, look at that. Right? Yeah, instead of stages, you got parsecs. Yep. This one, of course, had some vertical as well, so you could move up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm going to go ahead and say this at the risk of people thinking I'm terrible for saying it, but <laughs> the Galaga <laughs> remaster reboot mobile yeah. game that they have. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I almost downloaded good. it this week. Is it is it bad? It's pretty no, it's good. Oh, it's good? Yeah. That's the part I'm gonna get cheese for because people don't like mobile games. Aww. I'm telling you, that game's pretty good. I don't I you know, I wish it was on a controller and there's a lot of things I wish about it. But it's for what they're trying to pull off there, pretty damn good. Pretty cool. Yeah. My favorite Galaga experience this past week out of everything I played. We didn't talk very much about it. We just mentioned it a few times, but Galaga eighty eight has yeah. all those really cool kinds of different modes you can do. Uh, and I, I just feel like even though the graphics, the pixels are kind of a little bit more cutesy, uh, than the other, um, I still think the gameplay is pretty solid. Agreed. It's, 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 uh, it's something that you kind of keep wanting to go back and play more of. I totally agree. It's very, very mm-hmm. good. 
you put on here Phoenix. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, Phoenix. So I, I didn't mention it, but one night when I was doing my my streaming, um, I was like, hey, what do you guys like to play from this era? And oh my God, so many people uh, played uh, played these these shooters on the Atari. So we went through a whole bunch of them in Phoenix. Well, you remember iMagic? Yeah. Remember those guys? Yeah. Oh man, they make some really good games. I think uh, Dice Tomato, who's who's the one who told me about this one, and we we played it, and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, oh, they've got yeah. an arcade version as well, uh, but you know it's it's kind of like that Galaxian or Galaxia, and you got like a if you if you push the joystick down, you get a little shield that's just very temporary. Uh, and some of the stages have uh, like big giant phoenix birds, and if you hit them in the center. Um, you blow the whole ship up. If you hit just one of the wings, it just blows that one wing up and you have to keep shooting it. So if you get no. a good kill, if you get a good center hit, uh, you destroy it. If you just hit on the edge. Oh, so there it is. Nice variation in play. Yeah. Very, very fast gameplay. Yeah. Um, just it it really felt better than uh, than, than this than the Atari 2600 deserves lots of time. So yeah, yeah. iMagic always does stuff, including like Demon Attack. That's also another great uh, shooter I played it, which is very similar to to phoenix and i didn't have the rom but i did find i had a book apparently for demon attack which is pretty cool uh, game program instructions for the 2600 oh nice give me a whole bunch of manuals and this was in there and i was like oh that's pretty cool very nice i'm guessing look at that boss fight there too that i'm guessing the sound on this boss fight is terrible let's find out uh let me yeah it ain't great let me go back it's atari 2600 baby see if i can get it's okay i mean i've had worse yeah, iMagic does pretty good. Or Image Magic, however you want to say it. I always call it iMagic. I mean, it felt like the Atari 2600 had about four sounds to it. So Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> that was pretty much the deal. My favorite but, was you this. know, Activision and, and they should use that in Magic. every game. Everything. Everything should have that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Agreed. Sorry. What were you saying? But yeah, oh, there's so but so much love for uh, for the shooters on the Atari. We just, we just went down a whole list. And oh my gosh, I got so many people suggest so many lovers of shooters out there. And I was like, man, I wish I could talk about them all, but we're going to have to break them down into chunks like we did today because just talking about this handful oh, there's was, so many. Uh, was a pretty big task. Yeah, so, so yeah. many, too many. Like what we're doing next week, which we'll tell you guys about in a minute. So many. Yeah, so many. So we, many. We got we to gotta narrow shit down. It's just the way it is. All right. Uh, well, there you have it. Uh, There's a great era in games. I love it. I love everything yeah. about it. I like modern versions of this. I like... Uh, uh, oh, the name of it just escaped me. Uh, uh, oh, not Genesis. Oh, oh. Genesis game, or maybe I'm thinking of PlayStation. Oh, oh, yeah, the game. You put wait, 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 wait. I can't remember that. Yeah, something a go a goo goo. <laughs> a goo goo. Hold on. <laughs> Was this a shooter for the Genesis? Yeah, hold on. It's like uh, best shmup. I just saw this. Someone's got to have a list. Oh, oh, Musha? You mean what's with playing behind no, me? No, I like Musha. Musha is good, um, but that's right. not the one that I'm thinking oh, of. But it's, it's not It's not Musha. It's, it's Goopa Goop, Goop, you said? Yeah, frick. Someone in the <laughs> chat know the name of this thing? What's well, like a really popular shmup? Favorite shmup. Okay, best shmups. Favorite shmups of all time. Here we go. Reddit's got a whole shmup subreddit. <laughs> it's got a whole shmup of them. Okay, here it is. Uh... Biohazard what am I Gators. thinking of? Tru- is it Truxton? I might be thinking of Truxton. Yeah, the Genesis game Truxton. Truxton. That game's cool, man. Oh, and Batsu Gun for Saturn is really good. Gradius Five is really good. 
Yeah. Um, I love Pixel Junk Side, uh, Pixel Junk Shooter. That was amazing. Oh, that's so good. PS4 Jamestown. Oh, Jamestown was so good. It's weird, but it's good. It's like uh, it's like steampunk uh, colony, uh, colonial steampunk, basically, is what it was. Huh. Oh, Radiant Silver Gun. Oh, that might be the one I'm thinking of. Radiant Silver Gun. Dude, that game's rad. Anyway, my point is, there's a sea of these that yeah. owe everything to do, 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 you know? <laughs> like, if it wasn't for this, I, I know. we wouldn't it, have any of that. I was curious if we'd hit one of my favorite things about Smups is, I'm trying to think of the first one I played, but I know the first time I was playing a Smup and I got a power-up, I was like, Holy, this, what is this? Yep. Now I can shoot with this? Yep. That was like literally a game changer for me. And I'm trying to remember what the, what that, I, I can't wait for us to re, uh, to explore that part of it so I can figure out which one it was. Because I know that was the first time when I did it and I was like, holy crap, this yep. changes. Everything. Well, I got good news for everybody. This genre in a weird way is being reborn, but in a slightly different flavor right now. And it's part of what's called survivor games or that doesn't really yeah. work because there's other survivor games, but like Vampire Survivors, Brotato. Um, <laughs> it's another one I just tried recently. There's a whole bunch of them. There's a Brotato. Brota- oh, Brotato is so good. <laughs> but basically, it's it's this kind of thing in a modern way with upgrades yeah. and kind of the RPG elements and other stuff. It's very, very cool. Silfeed on the Sega cool. CD was cool. Or was it Sil- Yeah, Silfeed, I believe. That yeah, was cool. Yeah. Great, great mention in the chat. It's just a great genre, man. I feel like it doesn't get the love it needs or deserves. Yeah. So we're here giving it some love. How about that? You like that? I like that. Let's give it some love. Let's give it some love. All right. Let's now try to stump each other. Destroy it. <laughs> Time to play Guess Our Game, where we try to stump each other uh, with a couple of games that we picked. Um, we do it with audio. I'm going to start this week with this sound. Um, this is going to be, uh, where's my ear? I lost my ear. I, oh, here it is. I December 89. And I'm being specific about that month for a reason. December 1989. It was on the Turbo Graphics 16. Santa Claus coming to town. Space Invaders, by the way, was a dream about kids and Santa Claus and aliens attacking. Go ahead. Fantastic. Here's this. (laughs) (laughs) Is this this Galaga 89 or something? Or 88? Nope. Galaga 90, because ding, it would be... Ding, ding, ding. You got there it. There you go. Yeah, I actually played some of this this past week. Turbo Graphics, uh, Galaga 90, even though it came out in 89 late. Yep. And it's a, it is a very good game. Yeah. And I kept worrying, because you kept bringing it up during the show. I'm like, oh, he's going to totally know what I'm playing him today. <laughs> but I'm so yeah. happy to tell you that holds the hell up. That's the one I want to play the it most. Does. I want to play that I now. I want to play that later today. I want to get in there and play more of that game. And I don't know if there are any other good versions at home. I just know I have the TurboGrafx-16 version. That's the one. Mm-hmm. There might be more. That's the one I played. Are there more? I don't know. There might be. I, I know there's definitely an 88, and that might be an arcade, but or PC engine. I'm not sure. But yeah, I got the... I, I played the same one, and it was real. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was that's, fantastic. I think, so the best fun. one. It's very, very good. Very arcade faithful and worth your time. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to play yours now. This is... Uh, uh, let's see here. You got 1994 Genesis, eh? Yeah. Hop, hop it to the 94, uh, playing on the Genesis. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that's definitely Genesis. Oh, 
sounds like farts. Something farts. I can see that. It's a beat em up. It's a beat em up. Okay. Side scrolling deal. Yeah, side scrolling deal. Acclaim Studios, Manchester Acclaim. is a developer. Oh, I know this. Um, uh, something with a V. Oh. Um, some of oh, it can be a V. Man. There's a V in the title somewhere. Is there? You know, there's a V in the title somewhere. Okay, you said acclaim. That made it really familiar. Venus, not Venus. 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 Your Venus. Was her name? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, uh, um. There were two of these. Oh, jeez. Oh, Vector Man. Vector Man. Oh, very good guess, but not quite. Oh, I'll give shoot. you another hint. How about, how about uh, the all the one? I've seen this several places in real life, and it's not the only one. But there is a full red cart. It's uh, it is red with a label on it. A red cart. Yeah, the red cartridge cart. is red. Yes. I don't remember this. Uh. <laughs> Every time I, I see it, I want to get it, and I still haven't gotten. It. I don't know why. I what if I told you it was? Uh, what if I told you it was a Marvel? Marvel games, Spider Man, because yeah. he's red. Is this right? The Amazing Spider Man or something? It's not quite. <laughs> Spider Man and Venom, oh. Maximum Carnage. So wait, Skit's got it. Oh, because Carnage, duh. Yeah, because right. Carnage. I never played this. I got a real Vector Man vibe out of that for some reason. I could see that. Okay. I, I played this only on ROMs. Never, I've never actually owned the title itself. It's, it's on my list of ones I want to get because it's a cool red cart. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So there was... Oh, there were a couple other red carts. There was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, <laughs> the game. Yep, yep. Maximum Carnage, as you mentioned. Um, Castlevania Bloodline was yes. in a red cartridge. That would be cool. And let's see. Super NES version of the game also red. That's cool, man. Yeah. I want like a red con, like a pure red console. Yes. Why don't we ever do that? Why didn't that happen? I did. Said you can get accents of red usually, but I think full red. I don't know how that would look. There was some red. Well, what was? What was red? I know there's at least one red console. I'm trying to think which one it was though. Wasn't did, it? Was it N64? There was, was it, so many. Different oh, colors you know in what? N64. N64 probably did have something like Mario Red. Probably they had so much. Yeah, they had a lot of translucent stuff too. Remember yeah. that and then the jelly look back in the 90s? They should, that mm. should come back where you can see all the guts of things. Yes. I think it's time. Let's do that. There is. We don't even have to worry about it because you can. Uh, there's all kinds of places where you can buy aftermarket uh, cases for those machines and pop your innards right in there. I agree. Now this. Welcome to the Treasure Room. Time for some emails. We'll get some texts in here as well. We got a couple emails from listeners. First was... Oh, you know what? This was actually, was this an email? It was. Galaga was my, it was an anonymous person. Galaga was oh. my favorite game of the era. It's still very replayable, even as a mini handheld version. Oh, I agree. I have a, a mini handheld version and it is freaking awesome. It's great. Scott thinks for the screen, screen sucks, screen. but what are you going to do? Screen blows. <laughs> you know, the one part you need to be really great because you're looking at it all the time. 
It's a bummer, I d- dude. I, I don't know, man. It looks it looks fine to me. That's too. It br- looks. It's weird. It feels floaty and bright. Too bright. Something's wrong. It's it, not good. It does feel too bright. And I think my. I, I want to say my Pac Man had the option to like adjust the brightness, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Even thinking about my game and watch. Maybe it's my eyes. I had surgery years ago that basically replaced right. my eyes. I can lenses. see definitely where if you hold this, it's very glary. I mean, it's it's one of those kind of screens that if you turn it a certain way is definitely going to give you a lot of glare on it so we had a friend i could definitely see where you might not care for it we had this guy did i tell you about the guy in high school that one time that put the chicken it's, it's that <laughs> he put story. the chicken in the pants when yeah you the do you remember that i told i don't want to say that story again anyway it's a horrible story about this guy that worked at kfc but we also called him glary larry Glary Larry. Because, or sorry, Glary Gary. <laughs> Glary, Glary Gary, even better. <laughs> not Larry. Gl- we call Glenn, him that. Glary Gary. Because his glasses, probably because he worked at KFC, were always so greasy and hideous oh, that if the yes. sun hit him just right, he was super glary. So we called him Glary Gary. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move on to this email from Sierra. Ooh, they're bringing back uh, Sierra, bringing back old video games. Sweet. Just kidding. It's not really them. Do it. Hey, Scott and Brian, I suppose resident evil is retro for some people, but at my age, retro doesn't include PlayStation games. The PlayStation one came out around the time I got married. And I suppose to me, it seems like a modern console. I got bad news for you, dude. That was right around the time I got married and it was modern then, (laughs) but it didn't stay there. Right. Time moved on. Anyway, to me, retro would probably stop at the PlayStation. That's when modern 3D gaming uh, started, and we are not really that different. Or sorry, we are not really in a different age now. Just a refined version of it. It's pretty damn refined, though. Like, I don't know. Right. Anyway. I think so. So this is this is kind of how I usually think. So there's a lot of ways to look at the word retro. There's no hard and hard definition about retro because it's always going to change. There's yeah. vintage, classic, retro, and we just these are just labels that apply to certain generations who are enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, some people probably see the PlayStation One is just nostalgic and not necessarily retro because it's, it's retro, meaning that it's it's like. It's like heading in the opposite direction almost. It's it's the opposite. It's pulling backwards against us. And I think the fact that almost every game developed today can easily and quickly take advantage of technologies that are not just visual. Um, stuff like, you know, the the internet and online play and just it's just it's a lot different than the PS1 era. It is a really different age. If you put a small person in front of a PS1, They'd probably go like, but why doesn't it have this? Or why doesn't it have that? Kind of like when we were growing up and you put us in front of a TV and what, where's the color? Sure. Well, let's, <laughs> let's do this. Let's see what the world. Where's the dual sticks? Let's see what the world thinks it's defined as real quick here. Okay. Right. So first I'll play this. Then, you got to remember the very Retro. first PS1 didn't even have a dual sticks. No, the very first one just had a D-pad. It just had a D-pad, but I don't think that's the determiner. But anyway, here, here, I'll play right. this thing first. Retro. Okay. That's how it sounds. Retro. Right. Retro. Right. Okay, that's what that lady says. Then I go look at the actual definition. Relating to, reviving, or being the styles and especially the fashions of the past. Fashionably nostalgic go. or old-fashioned. Also means backward or back, situated behind. Another word for that is retroperitoneal. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's what we should have named this podcast. I think it's impossible to actually define this with gaming because... You yeah. could you could feel retroactive about a 360, even though we all consider that recent. It's still right. It's older. I'm not saying that's what the show is going to be. Like we were definitely focused in a certain kind of zone, but I don't think we want to get into 
the definition's just too floaty. Too many people think of it as a different thing. And I know kids, right. well, I say kids, I know 35-year-olds now who uh, think the N64 is the pinnacle of, of old school. You know what I mean? Right. So, if, if you're a younger person and you're starting to age and you have children, one day they're going to remind you just how old you are. When they tell you, um, when they say, and you say, oh, have you seen this movie? And they go, oh, you mean that old movie? And they're talking about a movie five years old. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be like, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by the way, if you're wondering about I'm how old. how to say brotato, it's like this. Potato. But with bro in front. Brotato. Bro- potato. Brotato. Highly recommend that game. It's only two bucks. Stupid fun. So good. Perfect on your Steam Deck, by the way. But Brian yeah, we appreciate the uh, the emails here. Is is you're not wrong. We we thought long and hard about this before we started this started doing the show. We had to actually define what retro was for me and Scott personally. Yeah, uh, and we kind of fell in into uh, yeah. We we got a zone, you know. And if we get a PlayStation yeah. thing here and there, we do it. Um, yeah, but you're never gonna. You're probably not gonna hear us talk about PlayStation Two games. No, not yet. Not yet. We got to let enough more time has to pass. Uh, a couple hurting. of we got a couple of texts here. Let's read these real quick. Uh, 801-471-0462. You can leave us a text message. We'll read them on the show. This is from another anonymous poster who says, "Galaxian and Galaga had the first true crossover episode when those 850 point triangular ships flew down at record speed somewhere around the 14th stage." <laughs> so that's cool. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, that is cool. I didn't know that. Is that a thing? Yeah. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I've never made it that many. 14th stage? What am I, like, uh, good at games? Yeah. What do you think we are? Speed <laughs> monsters? What are we? What are we? He then goes on, or is it just somebody else? Rob Uzdi or Uzdi says, for Play Retro, right. uh, don't forget about another shooter called Stratovox. Oh, it, yeah, Stratovox. I did actually see this in this past Says it was the very first to have voice synthesis, and people uh, you had to save yelled, help me, help me, and very good. Can we find this? Let's find this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is on YouTube. I I actually peeked at this one. I've played it before, I believe. Stratovox arcade game. ROM-wise. Okay, let's take a look at it. Um, That is not the game. Where is Stratovox? Was it not an arcade? Yeah, Stratovox arcade is S-T-R-A-T-O-V-O-X. Stratovox. A 1980 game by Tato. Um, let me see. Let's try it one more time. Not have oh here we go. Alright, let's hear some of this voice. Skip ahead some. Oh yeah, this game. I remember this. Yes. Oh. Help me. Very it has to be on Galaxian hardware with a with a card, right? Because that's cool. <laughs> I remember this thing. Oh, and they come down and they pick up those little dudes to the side? Yeah. Help me. Help me. Very good. Oh, God. Atrocious. That's love amazing, it. dude. I freaking love that. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for the suggestion. Finally, uh, Div Harry wrote in. Uh, it says, Galaga was the first video game I played remembering. All right. Sorry. Game I ever remember playing in a roller rink. In about 1982. Ah, uh, yes. It says, I couldn't and still can't roller skate, but I sure did Aww. enjoy feeding quarters into that machine, Deb Harry. Well, there you go. Some I played the crap out of video games when I was at the skating rink. You'd mom drop you off in the morning or late in the afternoon, I suppose. We, we, but do we Anyway, it'd be there about five or six hours. You'd yeah. be our skating rink. And, woo, them t- after, after you got the blisters on your feet, you just uh, you grab a Pepsi and head over there to the arcade area. Yep. 
I'd play yep. Mario Brothers, the original uh, single screen thing, not not the side scroller. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played a lot of Dragon's Lair there. Dragon's Lair, yeah. I felt like uh, we had a missile command there, but it was gross. The ball was gross. It was gross. It was all worn up and terrible. But man, what a great time to be alive. I freaking love that yeah. stuff. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Next week, we're doing the five best wrestling games of the 8 and 16-bit eras. Ooh, wrestlers. Our, our five favorite best wrestling games, 8 and 16, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling we'll be in the same zone as yeah, each other. Yeah, I think so. You think, you think there's a de facto best, five best? There is no argument, argument over it, you I, think? I feel like there's, there's probably five total in the era that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a lot more wrestling games than I always give it credit for. And I'm not a oh giant God, wrestling so fan, but I always like a good wrestling game. They're fun. Yeah. WrestleMania, Raw, all those games from that 8 and 16-bit era stuff. Man, did my friend love to play them. And he would invite me over and be like, I don't want a wrestling game. And then I'd play it and be like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, it is cool. This They're is, great. They were like, cool. um, you know, even though I knew wrestling itself was fake, it's still real to right. me, man, or whatever the guy says. Right. Um I love the game version of it because the game version of it was real because that's how you'd win. You'd had to fight good. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't acting. It was your skill as a, as a player. So anyway, I'm actually really looking forward to this. The five best wrestling games of the eight and 16 bit era. That's next week here on play retro. In the meantime, I want to thank a long time, old timey supporter on our Patreon, even though it's only been oh, this year. It's retro. Maybe that's right. His name is Frederick Steinmiller. He joined way early. If you want to be like him, do it. It's a brand new month. It's the first, by the way. So go to patreon.com slash play retro and sign up today. You'll never get a commercial or ad of any kind. You'll get pre-show content every single week and you'll get other monthly monthly benefits that you can't get anywhere else. So please, please sign up. And if Brian and I actually follow through on our idea, maybe we do something there. Hmm. Oh, yes. I can't mm. wait. You know me, man. Mm. I love the cartoons. I do, too. Maybe mm. too much. And I love the commercials even more. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I think we talked about this in the pre-show that you can only get as a Patreon. So check that yeah. out. Uh, play retro show at gmail.com for all your emails. Send those texts in to 801 We're on pl- uh, twi- Twitter. Twitter. Twitter for we're as long Plurk. as for as long as Twitter lasts, I guess. We're on <laughs> play. We're on Plurk. We're on Come Plurk. See us on Plurk. Come check us out on Plurk at Play Retro Show, and of course, uh, FrogPants.com/slash/PlayRetro. I think it's going to do it. Brian, you got anything to add to this pile of content we just provided? People? Uh, sure. 6 p.m. every night Eastern time. I play these video games, and I'm going to be wrestling with you this week on Twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway. That sounds all right. Sounds all right to me. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Go play something retro. We'll see you next time. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. All new moves and 3D graphics. Space Invaders are back. Space Invaders are back. Space Invaders, it's back. You gotta check it out. Check bro. it out, you guys. You can hear me in this voice. Space Invaders <laughs> totally back. Check it out. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.